The Electronic Intifada. Intifada. Intifada Electronic. Intifada Electronica. This is the Electronic Intifada Podcast. In Oakland, I'm Nora Barrows Friedman. You're listening to the Electronic Intifada Podcast. Activists in the occupied West Bank city of Hebron have been staging a daily sit-in protest at an Israeli military checkpoint installed at the entrance to Shahada Street in the Old City, which leads to the area occupied and taken over by Israeli settlers. The protest began on January 7th when local activists say a woman, Wafa Sharabati, was arrested at the checkpoint and harassed by Israeli soldiers. Palestinians have been harassed, threatened, violently attacked, and killed across the Old City by Israeli soldiers and settlers in and around Hebron's Tel Rumeda neighborhood in heightened attacks since the beginning of October 2015. Israeli forces have killed more than 150 Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza Strip since October. According to the local organization Youth Against Settlements, on November 1st, the Israeli military, quote, declared Shahada Street and much of the Tel Rumeda neighborhood in Hebron to be a closed military zone, meaning that only registered residents of the neighborhoods who have been assigned numbers may enter. The residents must be registered with numbers assigned to them and may not have visitors to their houses. Youth Against Settlements adds that on January 2nd, the Israeli military, quote, renewed the closed military zone order through January 31st and released a new map showing the original closed military zone of Shahada Street and much of the Tel Rumeda neighborhood, with an extension reaching out just far enough to include the House of Youth Against Settlements coordinator Isa Amro, which also serves as the Youth Against Settlements Center. Joining us to talk about the sit-in protest and the current situation in Hebron is Isa Amro. Isa, thank you so much for being with us today on the Electronic Intifada podcast. Thank you very much. So can you begin by telling us about this sit-in protest? Uh, this is day 14 of this direct action. What are you calling for and what are your demands? Uh, the Israeli occupation forces, forces are making our life uh, impossible. Uh, we were living in basic uh, life inside Shahada Street uh, neighborhood and Tel Rumeda neighborhood. In spite of the presence of uh, the checkpoints, the Israeli military, the, the soldiers, the, 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 the armed Israeli settlers in the two neighborhoods, the Israeli occupation forces declared the area as a closed military zone, which means that as Palestinians, we are not allowed to have guests, we are not allowed to have journalists in our houses, our relatives, you know, we, they can't visit uh, us in our uh, homes. We don't feel safe inside this closed military zone. On the other hand, the Israeli settlers, they have, who are living in the same area, they are, and they are the minority, uh, they have visitors, they have uh, free uh, access to all the area, they, they are allowed to drive their own cars, but we are not allowed. They are allowed to have their own uh, ambulances. Uh, Palestinians uh, uh, are not allowed. We don't have any protection from the Israeli military or Israeli uh, police when the settlers attack us. In, in, in the contrary, uh, army is making the life of the Palestinian harder and harder. We decided to start a sit-in tent to uh, put pressure on the Israeli government to stop working in the closed military zone order uh, on our area. And we, 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 we say that we refuse it, it's affecting our life, it's affecting our, uh, our freedom of movement, and it's affecting our 
basic basic uh, rights as human beings living in that area this is the first demand the second demand to stop working on uh, numbering the people at the checkpoints uh, we uh, as palestinians we refuse to be uh, numbers we want to be uh, uh, as human being treated uh, all over the world not uh, numbers on, on lists uh, as the israeli army is doing at the, at the checkpoints they just you know ignore our names they ignore our characters they just give a number for each person in in the family or uh, in uh, in living in the in the neighborhoods the two neighborhoods the third demand which is very important to reopen youth against settlement human rights defender uh, center which was closed uh, because of the closed military zone uh, order where Palestinians are not allowed to come to have uh, non-violence training where uh, journalists locals and international journalists don't have any meeting point with the Palestinian uh, human rights defenders or with the families where uh, Israeli activists can't come and you know try to struggle the the, the closure and the occupation the the, th- the fourth uh, demand we are asking to reopen Shohad Street uh, and reopen all the shops, uh, all the closed uh, Palestinian ab- apartments, which was closed first on 1994 after the Ibrahimi Mosque uh, massacre. And we are preparing now the, the seventh annual campaign to reopen uh, Shohad Street, uh, which will be you know between the 18th of, uh, of uh, February till the 28th of February next month. Uh, it's all over the world. We ask our friends, our supporters, people who cares about human rights to organize something between that date uh, because it's the anniversary of the Ibrahimi Mosque massacre where, where Palestinians were killed inside uh, the Ibrahimi Mosque and the Israeli army closed many streets and many shops and many markets. And the fifth demand is to uh, end the Israeli occupation of the Palestinian land and give the Palestinians their own uh, freedom and their own uh, self-determination uh, and, you know, uh, you know, to stop settler violence and Israeli occupation uh, in the Palestinian land. Isa Amro, can you describe what the closed military zone actually looks like? How many soldiers um, are, are roaming the old city? What the checkpoint situation is? Uh, what does it look like when, when the army imposes these closed military zone policies on your neighborhood? Uh, closed military zone means no life, no safety, no human rights, nothing. Why? It's only uh, soldiers who are dealing with the Palestinians without uh, any, any, any rights. You need to pass the checkpoint to get into your house if you want to buy candy or to buy biscuits or to buy anything from the shop you need to pass the checkpoint and come back to the checkpoint where you are not allowed to have visitors you are not allowed to have uh, friends coming in with you to your house to your street to your neighborhood where you know you are uh, not a, a character you are just a number inside the, the military zone you don't have any access for ambulances because the ambulance needs uh, previous coordination between Red Cross and the Israeli army, which means that you skip all the emergency cases. You can't live a normal life inside your house. 
if you need an electrician, if you need a, a plumber, if you need someone to fix your TV, your satellite, they can't come, they are not allowed. If you need anything, any maintenance in your house, you can do it, you need to wait. You don't know till when it's closed military zone now, it's since three months and they are just renewing it by, by time. You are not safe in your house. You feel that you are completely isolated from other Palestinian neighborhoods, from your city, from other cities, from other villages. You feel that you are in jail without food and without safety. This is the closed military zone. Um, can you talk a little bit more about Israel's restrictions on access or denial of access by medical relief agencies such as ambulances, uh, the Palestinian Red Crescent paramedic teams, medical workers, uh, when Palestinian residents of the old city are wounded, shot, or in need of immediate medical attention? Talk a little bit more about how this closed military zone policy affects people's rights to get medical attention. Uh, if uh, if you have uh, any emergency case in your house in Tel Romeda and Shuhada uh, Street, you need to call the Palestinian uh, Red Crescent to send you the ambulance. And uh, the the Palestinian Red Crescent station is only three minutes far from the two neighborhoods, but it needs a lot of work between the Palestinian Red Crescent and Red Cross and the Israeli uh, civil administration, the Israeli army, to coordinate for the, for the ambulance to get in, which means that you skip all the emergency cases. So if you have an emergency cases, the golden minutes are lost. So the ambulance can't reach in, in 10 minutes to your house. The last time a family called for ambulance, the ambulance reached the neighborhood after 45 minutes, which means that they were lucky even after 45 minutes. Many times we ask, for ambulances, the ambulance was not allowed to come in and was denied because of settler violence and the Israeli soldier aggression in that area. So you skip all the emergency cases. We don't have any medical uh, clinics inside that area. So we are just suffering a lot from uh, the shortage of, you know, access to the uh, clinics and to the ambulances and to the hospitals. We're speaking with Isa Amro. He is the coordinator of Youth Against Settlements inside the old city of Hebron in the occupied West Bank. Uh, Isa, Hebron, and especially the neighborhood in which you live, has been a flashpoint of violence by the Israeli military and Israeli settlers for decades, um, but especially in the last three months. Can you talk about daily life in the old city right now and what kind of regular harassment and violence Palestinians face? The regular uh, harassment and, and violence we are facing, first of all, the presence of the checkpoints. It's, it's a big harassment for the Palestinians to, to pass a checkpoint whenever they leave their home. So the checkpoint is blocking the people from their homes and the, the schools, the universities, the, the work, the shops, the market. It's not, you know, the checkpoint, it's not between uh, two countries or two villages or two cities. It's between your house and the shop. It's your house and your school your house and your university, your house and your brother. So uh, to, to pass a checkpoint and to hear a lot of, you know, orders from the Israeli soldiers who are shouting, yelling, and you are not allowed to have any kind of metal on your body to take off your clothes, to, to, uh, to raise uh, your uh, clothes to. It's, it's really hard for a human being to be that 
that behavior from the Israeli soldiers who are very fanatic and and they are they like humiliating you at 20 checkpoints in a small area. This is one hand. On the other hand, the soldiers they do a lot of house search during the night, house raid. They come in the middle of the night. It's very cold now in Palestine. So the soldiers come, they put you in one room. Sometimes they force you, all the family, I mean, force you to leave your, uh, your, your house outside when it's raining and cold and stay and wait till they search the house. It's not searching the house. It's about upside down the house and the furniture and everything in the house. So you come back to your house, you find mess big mess inside your house soldiers you know they like to do that and they just leave in one hour two hours and they spend two three days to reorganize the stuff they just you know just you know throw it here or or there on the other hand settlers are armed they are pointing their guns at us from time to time they just you know intimidate us as as palestinians living in that area and they say all the time they are waiting any opportunity to kill us which makes us all feel not safe, not secure in our houses, in our uh, homes. Why? Because as Palestinians, we are under the Israeli military law, which means that we are guilty till we prove the opposite. And the settlers who are living just next door are under the Israeli civilian law. Two different laws are implemented in the same area. And settlers, they have you know, a privilege to be under the civilian law. And they, whatever they say to the army, to the police, to the Israeli police, they are saying the ultimate truth and we need as Palestinians to prove the opposite that they lie about the false complaint they filed against us and it's happening a lot and me many many times I was arrested by false complaints from the Israeli settlers and false complaints from the Israeli uh, soldiers what more is, 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 is very important throwing stones to our houses from the Israeli settlers uh, throwing Molotov cocktails sometimes to our houses and we can do nothing the settler kids, they just cut the water pipes in front of the soldiers so you don't have water for one week, two weeks, three weeks. And nowadays, because of the military zone, you, you, the municipality can't come and it needs a special coordination to come to fix the, 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 the broken uh, water pipes which settlers just, you know, cut from time to time, uh, throwing stones, saying a lot of bad words, sometimes they block you from going out from your house. Sometimes you are not allowed to walk in the street. So it's, it's a big intimidation and many families just very afraid to stay there. And the main idea and the main strategy behind all this behavior, we call it quiet transfer policy for the Palestinians. So they are transferring the Palestinians from their homes and they want to take it over in the future. Finally, Issa, uh, talk about how this current situation is affecting children in your neighborhood. Uh, of course, against the backdrop of years and years of tight occupation and violence by Israeli settlers and soldiers, you're a leader in your community. Uh, what are young people saying to you about their daily lives right now? What are they struggling for? I am doing my best since 10 years to convince the Palestinian youth to use non-violence as the only method to end the occupation. But unfortunately, this, this violence from the Israeli occupation forces toward the Palestinian uh, children and toward the Palestinian 18 is, is is making them sometimes don't believe in, in non-violence and they are just making my, my work uh, less successful. And I am struggling to convince them again about non-violence in the time of the huge amount of violence coming toward them 
the Israeli soldiers and the Israeli settlers. Many of the kids, many of the children, they are very hopeless, disappointed, angry, and just, you know, feel that they have no future in this country. And they just, you know, feel that it's really hard to stay and remain without reacting to the Israeli violence by violence. And, and talk a little bit about how people can get in touch with Youth Against Settlements and the work that you're continuing to do in the old city. Uh, unfortunately, our center was closed, which affected our output and affected our efficiency in recruiting more and more Palestinian youth to nonviolence, in increasing the awareness in the local community and in the, in the international community. We are trying, trying to, to have a new center now. We are using the city and for meetings, for uh, you know, uh, planning for uh, the open show the street campaign, which is coming coming soon. And we are just you know uh, trying to reach more people in the universities, in the schools. Uh, we use the social media a lot to recruit and to increase the awareness about what are we doing and what we want others to do. That's the voice of Isa Amro. He is the coordinator of Youth Against Settlements. Isa, thank you so much for all the work that you do and for being with us today on the Electronic Intifada podcast. Okay, thank you very much. And that's it for the Electronic Intifada podcast. For news, information, cultural features and reviews, and pointed opinion and analysis, visit us online at electronicintifada.net, where you can also post comments and sign up for our daily email digest. Follow us on Twitter at Intifada. Radio stations are free to use this podcast, and if you're listening on iTunes, support the Electronic Intifada podcast by rating it and leaving a review. On behalf of all of us at the Electronic Intifada, thank you for listening.